You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. We are joined again this week with Mark Fillion, who was our guest on last week's episode talking about his upcoming game, The Chinatown Detective Agency. Welcome back, Mark. Hi, guys. Good to be back. How are you doing this week? Pretty good. As opposed to last week when you were last on. Oh, well, you know, since since we're still in lockdown, pretty much the same. <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. And of course, I am here with uh, Paul and Anna. How are you doing this week? I'm good since last week. I I won the lottery and then spent all the money and it's gone. So things are back to normal. Well, that's, um, <laughs> that is definitely development. And uh, how are you doing, Anna? I'm good. Been studying up on my uh, Atlas uh, information so that I'm prepared for this episode. Turns out we have to travel all over the world. Yes, indeed. Because uh, we are all here to talk about the classic of classics. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? You are probably expecting me to sing that, and I am not going to. But you all <laughs> heard it in your heads. You all heard it in your heads. I'm afraid I've terribly wasted my research time. I I thought we were doing this episode on where in North Dakota is Carmen Sandiego, so <laughs> I find myself greatly unprepared. Also deeply impactful. In fact, honestly, this is just about Carmen Sandiego. We're just going to talk about Carmen Sandiego. Like that, there's so many different kinds uh, until you get to like the PlayStation 2. We can forget about those ones. Um, there's been where in the world, where in time, where in uh, pretty much everywhere. She's been because you know she's uh she's not one to be uh, tied down to any one spot. Yeah, a bit of a nomad, <laughs> bloody vagabond. I'm trying to uh, think of that Metallica song where he says all those nomenclatures. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she has. Uh, it, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, they start off with where in the world, and then they like start going into like specific areas, like. Uh, they really should have started small and broadened up, but they, they went right for the world and had nowhere to go from there. So, like, immediately following the world was uh, USA, then Europe, then North Dakota. So they're really starting to funnel in <laughs> by the looks of it. Um, uh, let's start, start off with our esteemed guest. Uh, you mentioned last week that you uh, got into Carmen San Diego pretty late into its life. Was that, um, was that still where in the world is Carmen San Diego though? Yeah. Um, I think it was the original release. I think it was the one released in 85 or 86. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing is it, it, it came pre-installed in this computer. So my mom, she used to work in an Apple, like Apple computers, um, distribution company, and they would throw away old, Max. So oh. my mom saved one from the dump. Yeah, she 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 saved one from the dumpster. A um a Power Mac. Oh, I forget the model name, but but it was a Power Macintosh, and it came pre-installed with some games. And one of the games was Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego, the uh you know the original release. And you know this was this was pixel art before pixel art was cool. The graphics were mm -hmm. very you know. We're, mm -hmm. we're very um, minimalist, very limited, but uh, but really it was the content of the game that made it special. Um, have 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 any of you guys played that original version? The you know the very first one. 
Yes. I did. Uh, I had a friend who had a Macintosh computer, actually, and, and this is one of the games. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego as well as Cross Country Canada? I, I think they also did an American version of that game as well. And oh. So we would bring out the the big atlas, and and she's really the only person I knew growing up that actually played any video games, and and we'd spend hours poring over this game, and she was always a little bit better at geography than I was, but I loved that the pun-filled wordplay in that game. I, I like how it made you think, and then gave you facts and took you places. <laughs> uh, I actually also played it in its uh the very first version, very first incarnation, probably a couple years after it came out though. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure I was young, but not like five years old, young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little bit later on, but it was like um, we, our computer lab at school was a room full of Commodore 64s. And at one point we, uh, uh, the school was able to bring in one Macintosh. I think it's like one of the very first Macintoshes, and um, that was one of the games that they had for it. And I guess they're kind of like, well, this will be uh, educational. Uh, but I mean, like, I, I guess it was kind of that, even though, honestly, I didn't actually end up learning anything from it other than it was a really fun game. Because uh, I know you're supposed to learn to actually play the game, but I, I just don't have a, I don't have um, memory retention of facts and information that might be useful in life. So uh, I, I, I learned just enough to be able to finish the game and then promptly forgot it all. But it was fun. Yeah, I also and by the way, Rick, I, I think the plural of Macintosh it's not Macintoshes, it's Macintosh I. I think I'm not Macintosh. <laughs> 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 um, Mac- Macintosh. I um I I grew up I grew up with Macintosh. I I guess I should own what I just said. Um I grew up with them computers, all right? And um until until like ni- Windows 95 came out, I think we switched. But anyway, yeah, I had it on on the Mac and I loved it. And as I I think I alluded to in our episode about your lovely game that I, I was just enamored with the fact that it came with a, an entire farmer's almanac or whatever they're called. With this, you know, just chunky 1200-page book. A farmer's almanac is for weather. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Why is it, why is there a book that large on weather? What's what is there to say? Well, weather it's and ha- crops and you know. Yeah, uh, it, it was just a world almanac it came with. A lot of corn. Yeah, so I actually want to ask you guys a question because when when I got uh, when we when my mom brought home that that computer, the the game was already pre-installed. I didn't have the almanac. Like, did did hmm. you guys buy the game with the almanac? Uh, it was a school's copy, so um, I don't know whatever happened to that almanac. We we just had access to the disc, so we pretty much. Um, uh, I think what happened was as soon as I found out I needed to like know stuff, I like brought the almanac that my parents had at home and used that to play because it's it's all the same thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine mine actually it did come with an almanac in the box, like an eight pound box, you know, for for a megabyte's worth of game. But it, it was a the almanac was unbranded too, uh, not unbranded, but it wasn't branded for the game. Like it was just a, a you know bog standard generic almanac with a normal you know it didn't have cool like Carmen San Diego cover or nothing like that. Just a, just a library issued almanac was in the thrown in the box there. 
Well, that makes sense because Gold Rush, uh, the book that came with it for the copy protection, didn't have anything branded for the Gold Rush game in particular either. It was just a factual book about the Gold Rush, but it was still needed for the game. I myself didn't have the almanac either. My friend might have, but she never showed it to me. We we just had her her dad's big well, that, atlas. And... Well, that's why she was better at it than you. She was hiding the almanac from you. <laughs> She's like, you're so Go- stupid. <laughs> guys, guys, one week. One week can we go without talking about Gold Rush? We did Actually, that I think episode. we should switch to that topic now, why don't we? I'm just checking I'm so the box. Talk up, about Gold Rush. Got it. Okay. Speaking of Gold Rush. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Anna, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you brought that up because I didn't have the almanac, but I did have one thing. I had a massive world map on my wall mm-hmm. and I was sort of... so so. So they'll give you clues, but you'll have to find the city, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know where to find certain countries on the map. So um, I, 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 am in, I, I am indebted to Where in the World is Carmen San Diego because I actually now know a majority of where countries are located on a map simply because I was forced to. And, and, <laughs> and, and back in those days, I mean, this was 1995, 96, so it's, so it's about a decade after initial release. I was I was about... Um, eight, and I had never heard of a lot of these cities, especially one city in particular, um, Reykjavik. I didn't even know how to read it. <laughs> I still don't. Mm-hmm. Iceland, yeah. I mean, it's not too often that place comes up in conversation. Yeah, yeah it's, it's impressive. On a on a sort of serious note, it's, it really is impressive how games that that are secretly edutainment that, that are secretly educational how effective they really are i mean like you like you said mate you, you know you actually you know these things you retain them it's stuck in your head all these you know years later of, of these uh, you know maybe oddball countries or just regular countries and where they are on the map it's it is impressive how effective learning is when you don't know you're learning that's the way for to get sure. through to kids yeah. <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this game, I mean, they also, they went to Singapore. So there, there's a little connection right there. You're in Singapore, yeah, and, and yes. this game had Singapore as a location. Yes, that's right. And I think, if, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, the, the, port- uh, the background image for that city is, is the merlion, that white statue, that half mm. lion, half, half mermaid. That, <laughs> that's the city-state's mascot. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I remember like the very first time I played the game, um, I followed the wrong lead. So I went to the wrong place, couldn't find them. And I was so young and very illogical. I'm still not a very logical person, but uh, <laughs> it didn't occur to me that if I found the wrong place, I should backtrack to where I already was and uh, try to pick up the trail from there. So I just like ended up going somewhere else from there. That's like flying around the world. Like, yeah, same no here. Leads. Same yeah. here. It happened to me so many times. <laughs> mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure they eventually found their way to this next place. Yeah, I, I, I have a question. I have a question for you, Lot, if, with a, a somewhat decent memory of the original release. I, I had combed through the re-release of, of Where in the World, of the first game. I had combed through that like a year or two ago. It's somewhat fresh in my mind. And the the officer, the, the, the guy you work for, for lack of better, for me not knowing uh, what to say about him. Anyway, look, I don't know his name or what he does, but he's in charge of you. 
And whenever you would, whenever you'd muck up a mission and and fail, basically, he was so bloody positive. He'd be like, "That's all right. I know you're gonna do better next time." And I just, it was, it was so good for my self esteem. I was like, I wish video games were just always like this. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that kind of positive reinforcement for a game like Dark Souls. You know, like after the five hundredth time yeah. you get destroyed. There's this spirit that tells you, oh, don't worry, try again. I'm sure you'll defeat the gargantuan boss. Well, well imagine that kind of uh, positive reinforcement for actual detective work. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you let them get away this time, but it's all good. <laughs> try harder, keep at it. How many more people can he kill? You'll figure it out. Have uh, any of you guys tried any of the uh, other versions of this game? Like, for example, the one on the Genesis or on the SNES? Good question. The answer is no. Or any versions of these games? Because I've only ever played them on an Apple. Mm -hmm. When you said Genesis, I thought there was a biblical version <laughs> of this game, too. It's like, wait, she, Carmen Sandiego goes way back in time. Uh, <laughs> We're in Eden is Carmen uh, Sandiego. No, but I, I haven't. <laughs> she's right there. She's one of... She's not Adam. She's not Eve. She's right there. There's three of us. Behind she's an awkward seat. fifth wheel just mucking it up for those two. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a console version. Uh, there was a version for the uh, Super Nintendo and the Genesis, you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and apparently no, no. rather positive reviews. Oh no way! No, I I never got to play these um, these versions. I, I do know that um, there was a bunch of versions made under very very interesting circumstances. I know just before just before we started recording, we had a little bit of a chat on um, about that. Um, it's 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 the Dakotas. I'm sure you guys have heard about where in was it South Dakota? Where in South Dakota is Carmen San Diego? No, it's uh, North, North Dakota. Right. <laughs> oh, North Dakota. Yeah. The real question is, does it matter? For some <laughs> yeah. for some reason, they didn't like South Dakota. They're like, no, we we can only we can only make one Dakota. <laughs> so so check this out. Um, from from what I gather, that game, the North Dakota game was actually an initiative by a group of teachers um, at a school in North Dakota. Uh, because hmm. apparently, um, I don't know if, I, if, I'm getting the, if I'm getting the exact details correct, but it was the idea of a group of teachers because it was so hard to teach geography, and they, and they got in touch with Broderbund Software to do this very <laughs> peculiar version wow. that's just about <laughs> North Dakota. That's the most ambition I've ever heard come out of that state. <laughs> I, I know, right? I, I pulled up a, a quick uh, picture of it here on the, on the Wikipedia, and the, the cover is just as bloody bland as you would expect for a game <laughs> called where, whew, it is, it is, it's the color brown featuring yeah, green. Yeah, a few people kind of <laughs> looking <laughs> over the barren landscape, very, very interestedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just opened it. Oh, my gosh, it looks like a, like a pit mine. Like they're looking over <laughs> a pit mine. <laughs> I, I would have to say her iconic... Uh, Red fedora and uh, trench coat <laughs> is like um, probably not the best camouflage for this setting. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, where, where's Carmen San Diego here? Oh, she's over there. She's got a three day head start on you, but you know, you can still see her. <laughs> 
Well, Carmen San Diego does come to Canada. Uh, she made it all the way over to Montreal. Ah, uh, that's right. Who is who's the guy next to her? There's like a child who walked into the photo of her, and they just kept it. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I really think uh, one of the things that really makes uh, Carmen Sandiego so enduring is her iconic look, though. Like that mm-hmm. whole uh, the the red trench coat, the red fedora. It's very unmistakable. And there's something that's just so iconic about it that, you know, uh, everyone, even people who don't play games, uh, knows who that is. You know, of course, it was helped by the fact that it had that a game show yeah. with an incredibly catchy tune. Uh, everyone probably knows that theme better than they know any of the games. You know, a lot of people, um, including myself, and I played <laughs> the games. So. Yeah, 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 I was they're... obsessed with the music. I thought it was great. Yeah, they, they had a pretty, uh, they had a pretty yeah. decent um, um, Saturday morning cartoon based on mm-hmm. Carmen San Diego as well. Uh, they rebooted. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it, but good for them. But it's you know, it's just cool to see Carmen San Diego staying relevant. Yeah, I actually got to see that reboot. Did you? Um, it's, it's the one on Netflix, right? That, that, that new Netflix reboot? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I, I mean, I suppose we're biased, but, um, you're right. It didn't really have that same impact, that, that same feeling. Because, because I guess it was also the time in the setting. I remember watching the original cartoons as a kid. It came right after, uh, Tintin. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have ever seen the the uh, the uh, Tintin cartoons, but Tintin, who also travels the world, he's also an investigator. Mm. Follow, oh yeah, you know, followed by Carmen Sandiego. Oh, kick-ass nineties childhood, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I actually never saw Tintin, but that's that's whoever programmed that um, television schedule was uh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The the reboot was kind of weird. I think it was a sort of the. Um, they they tried to turn Carmen San Diego into the protagonist, which I just didn't really think worked that great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I'm not right. when it comes to adaptations, I am not a purist, but at the same time, I just sort of thought that the cool thing about Carmen San Diego was that she was the villain. Exactly. Oh, so exactly. she wasn't the head of the vile organization in the TV show at all. Not of the well, episodes that I've the seen. Hmm. Well, she. She she is the leader of a team that I think eventually would become um, vile. I think, but but mm-hmm. but throughout the entire series, she was more of a um, um, you know she was more of a good <laughs> good kind of thief. <laughs> she was more uh, you know she was doing more good than actually causing mischief. So so I completely oh, agree with Rick. Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin mm-hmm. Hood kind of persona. Yeah. I completely agree mm-hmm. with Rick. The 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 charm of Carmen San Diego is that she's that elusive super mm-hmm. uh super criminal, you know. You know, it just didn't have mm-hmm. that same charm. Yeah. She was also really cool because she had that mystique where like you don't really know much about her, but of course the series the reboot series starts with like, oh, here's her origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, come on, make us work for that information a little bit harder. Yeah. I think she's like a teenager or something, or she comes across like a teenager. Yes. Yeah. I've yeah. always thought her to be a mysterious woman in her thirties. You would say Yeah, that. I like the uh I like the thirty something version better. Mm-hmm. There's always there was a bit of a lure behind her, especially being you being the uh antagonist. I, I I always had a bit of a crush on her as as a child and I, I think that's why I grew up to to start falling for 
bad women. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Not too bad, just thieves. Just just from an early age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, Mostly petty. They steal national no treasures, deal. no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> she took my wallet, but we had She's a good time. She's a really time. good delegator. Um, I mean, like, most of the people are, like, other people doing her work for her. Mm-hmm. She just kind of has to show up and look mysterious occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, preferably with the wind blowing slightly. I think she just like, has everyone else do the work. She's wow. just like sitting in an office with her like feet on the table smoking cigarettes. Yeah, she's just got like six friend zone guys that all think they have a chance <laughs> doing the work for her. <laughs> so when when was the, the last time that, that you thought played one of the San Diego games? Um two days ago, because there was a there's a um, kind of a knockoff version that's available on uh, Google Play. So I downloaded it for my phone once I got it. And I've been playing that a little bit. I Was it Carmen San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just called Carmen. <laughs> but it has oh, I know about that. that. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember that uh, version they put on Google? That would actually be the last time I played. They they had a mini Where in the World is Carmen San Diego yeah. that you could play right through Google Maps. I am aware of it, but I've not played oh, it. Cool. It was super simplified. It, it was kind of cute, though. The last time I actually played it would have been with uh, my son probably about three years ago. Yeah. What do you mean played through maps? That sounds intriguing. Yeah, she you'd get these little clues and the, and the figure of her would go off and disappear and then you'd follow the clues, which were actually fairly simplistic, but fun uh, to yeah. a different spot in Google Maps. And then it would show you around. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really cool, it was a really cool proof of concept. But yeah, it was very, it was very simple. Like, you know, like. It, it 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 was almost a little bit of uh of, of spoon feeding. The clues would be something like, you know, like, oh, it's uh yes. it's a capital of a country that loves football in the southern hemisphere. And you know, and then you mean yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't yeah, I don't think that's the exact game. clue, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well speaking <laughs> of simple, the uh the mobile version that I have, um as much as it's not too bad, because, you know, there's still the clues that you got to follow, and that's okay. But then, like, uh, uh, they have such a shallow roster that, like, uh, you only need, like, three clues to figure out who it is. And the, uh, one of those clues is if it's a male or female, and they tell you that right away. So you only really have to find out, like, two um. things about them, and then you know who they are. <laughs> hmm. Oh, shame. Yeah. Well, well, if you guys want to play it, there's an, um, there's an online version that's available. I, I actually played it a lot during the um the the design phase of chinatown detective agency mm-hmm. nice yeah i'll have to recheck that because I, I haven't played the the original original version in a long time i i like a year or so ago i, I got it in my head that i wanted to revisit it get that nice little oh, as you as you said make that dopamine kick especially from from nostalgia and, and for some reason i i picked the the remake <laughs> and so anyway it's been it's been quite some time since i've really looked at the screen of the original and the, the remake as soon as i saw it i was like you know swing swing and a miss this was not the one i is it um, grew up is on. it available for legal sale at any point anyways yeah at this time i'm not sure about that i i, I do know i recently not recently but a few months ago i bought an original 1985 copy off of ebay but i nice. don't have a floppy disc reader but, yeah. but but if you're asking is it for sale in a platform that you can play now? I'm really not sure. There, it might be, I guess. 
Yeah, I'm looking right yeah. now, and I it's boy, it's, it's it's become a real tough game to to Google because it, everything wants to pull you to the bloody Netflix show. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. where in yeah. the world is um, Carmen San Diego? There's some remake version here on Steam, but it doesn't look like anything I would recognize as being that game when I'm looking at the screenshots. Uh, maybe this is part of the game. They're like, you got to find it. <laughs> yeah. There's clues on the internet. <laughs> yeah. is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where in the internet is Carmen San Diego the game? <laughs> <laughs> Once you find it, then you can play it. Yeah, you're right, Anna. I'm looking at it right now as well. The one on Steam. It doesn't. I don't know. It it just feels and looks different. It looks like that one was made in 1999, and it certainly looks like it was. Ah, I see. I see. Mm -hmm. It's a 1999 release. Mm hmm. This is uh, this is one of the most exploited video game titles I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, now that I'm searching around for, they they really really took this and ran. I mean, yeah. I, not uh, not only the the actual licensed property getting you know I don't know 15 or so games, but but on top of that, all these these remakes and and we're up to maybe what four te three or four television shows. Yeah, yeah it's quite an IP. Um, I think the Broderbund guys really uh, really did a good job with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I wonder how much of that is credited to Macintosh's kind of dominance in in the classroom, um, you know, back in the day. Because this this game seemed to seem to all but ship with Macintoshes <laughs> quite a, in, the, in the late eighties. Quite 80s. a few and people I, I, know I know that have played this game played it at school on a Macintosh. You're absolutely yeah. right, Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, I wonder if they. I wonder if they sold the game with the almanac, like in, in the sense of like <laughs> people were like just wanting to buy the almanac. They're like, oh, by the way, it comes with this game. <laughs> yeah, and here's a sample of Tide. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could. I guess you could probably trace back to to. You could tell whether uh, somebody grew up with a PC or a Mac in their school just by knowing whether they played Carmen San Diego or Oregon yes, Trail. Right. <laughs> Seems true. like that's the dividing line. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, I completely missed out on Oregon Trail uh, because we didn't have any PCs at school. It was all just Macs. I didn't realize that might have been the reason why. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Do you guys know of any other game uh, that came afterwards that asked you to do the same thing as Carmen San Diego did, where you had to do research outside of it? <laughs> well, there is the, the one that I brought up earlier, Cross Country Canada. I mean, the game doesn't show you. It, it tells you where your basic imports and exports are, and there's a guide that the game comes with. And you have to research what commodity is available in each community. So uh, you can't just pull out the game and start playing it with no prior knowledge. So it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nothing that really comes to mind for me, to be perfectly honest. Maybe, maybe that's why Carbon San Diego is so enduring, because there just hasn't really uh, been anything to fill that void. Exactly. Yeah, there isn't yeah. really nothing else like it that I've encountered, and and the ones that I've seen that are trying to replicate it, you know, are really good at uh, showing off the base principles of the game, uh, the other Carmen San Diego games. But there's really a certain charm in in the very first one that the other ones don't match. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. For sure. I know. I know there are games where you're where you have to investigate stuff, but still within the confines of the game. I don't know if you guys have heard of this game called um, Simulacra, where you have to investigate, I believe it was the murder or, 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 or the disappearance of someone by going through their phone. Like, you know, like you had to check their phone mm. files, their photos mm. and all this stuff. 
Um, that 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 kind of mechanic, I know people, um, some game devs still use it, but to actually, you know, find out about real world information, I think that's 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 something Carmen San Diego like just just real is, is, is known for, you know. Well, mm. well, if it counts, um, there are Sierra games where, in order to finish it, you have to dial this number and ask them for like solutions to the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called a hit tell line, you and right they charge the you a lot of money for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, did we make this game a little bit too impossible for you? That's okay. There's a one eight one nine hundred number you can dial right now. Fix that problem up for you. So, so That's if that an counts, business model. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, indeed it was. Yeah. You know, we we had we had asked each other. I, I think off air, like how busy those phone lines must have been. If if anybody, if there was a dedicated person, if there was a dedicated room full of people, was it just Keith from Police Quest? All these questions <laughs> we we'd asked each other off air. But I, I recently noticed, uh, in, I was looking through an old Sierra magazine, and it's, it had three hint line numbers, and two of the three said twenty four hours. Oh, wow! So they must have been doing pretty bloody good to have twenty four hours. Poor going. guy. Yeah. poor Keith am I right in lieu of overtime he gets all the coffee he can drink (laughs) so I think the important question for all of us is did we each catch Carmen San Diego yes good question you did I I never did (laughs) sorry I I, actually wait no that was was a lie I I came one case shy of finishing the game um and then that one case was stolen from me by a classmate who uh, had a computer <gasps> class in a pre- in the earlier block. So mm. I, I credit uh. myself be- uh, as finishing <laughs> it because I got all the way to the last one on my own. But then it got mm. uh, it got sniped from me. Ouch! Oh, yeah. I think the furthest I ever got was like promotion to like senior detective or something senior investigator which was something mm-hmm. which was something like midway but no i i never caught her i never caught it it was it got too difficult because if i remember correctly um once you catch enough um of her lackeys uh, mm-hmm. before you get promoted the the boss asks you a question right like a text yes. question like um when you know like when when was the American flag created, you know, or, or, or something really difficult. Mm. And I didn't mm-hmm. have the almanac and I didn't have, you know, so I, I never really got that far um, in the game. Right. Well, you know, that, that was done that way on purpose because that, that was the protection against uh, disc copyright, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, even though you could right. figure it out yeah. without that, that's what they used that for. So it was, it was intentionally rather difficult without the specific information. Right, right. How about you, Paul? No, because no, I, I said maybe because at first I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe I did and I don't remember, but I, I, w- I would remember. I, I, um, no, I, I blame, I blame the, the chief officer in the game for letting me off too easy every time. It was very demotivating. <laughs> Never really found a need to improve my game. Well, what happens, uh, I, I'm piecing this together, um, is I believe once you catch I, i'm guessing carmen san diego is like the final case that you uh try to uh solve mm-hmm. uh, i wouldn't know because i didn't get to play it but um <laughs> uh w- once you finish the final the final mission you actually uh they, they lock out your account and they say like oh yeah now uh um 
you're uh you're basically on, in some like witness protection program or something like that so you're not allowed to play that <laughs> account anymore so like when what yeah you're overqualified well, I, mean, I, I went on i tried to log in you're like oh yeah no you're not allowed to uh do any more cases because you're under protection I'm like, wow. So we completely took it away from you. Yeah, and then yeah, so then somebody told me like, oh yeah, someone was playing that, and I think they used your your save game. Like, son of a ouch! <laughs> I never finished it either. My my friend completed the game, and she was more than happy to show it off to me when I arrived at her house. But I I actually didn't have any part in the in the game winning episode. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> So she allegedly beat the Alleg- game. Yeah, maybe she uh, had her dad do it, and then she quickly ran downstairs, shoved him in a closet, and yeah. was like, look at what I did. Might have been. <laughs> yeah. I, I find allegedly is a fun word to overuse. <laughs> I, I like allegedly because like you could say anything, and as long as you proceed with allegedly, like there's nothing anyone could do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I heard allegedly Paul thinks that PCs are superior to Macs. <laughs> oh, got me! I can <laughs> I, I can only slow clap and admire that one, mate. Well played. Yeah, I said allegedly, so you can't really dispute that, right? It's a lovely demonstration. <laughs> it doesn't have to be right, but I did say allegedly. I, I I'm really you really backed me into a corner because all you've done is wonderfully prove my own point. So I'm not sure whether I should go on the attack here or just. That's Rick's specialty. He just confuses you, and then he ends up sounding right no matter what you say. <laughs> I, I spent so much of my life confused, I've weaponized it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just a Canadian thing, but... <laughs> so, so was the original "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego"? Was that actually on? Was that ever released to PC? Like, uh, I, other than a re-release, like, was that first release on a PC? If if I remember correctly, it was the first version. That 1985 version was re republished sometime in the 90s, and 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 I'm pretty sure a version made it to the PC. Yeah, it wasn't released on all platforms at the same time. I think it was put on the other platforms later on. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm looking now. It's, it's, uh, it does have Apple II, MS-DOS, uh, Commodore II. It's, it's got them all listed, but, but I, I think, as you already said, mate, you, you're correct that it was initially, you know what I mean? You can add those ports later, even if it was a year later. Um, but it is, it is strange considering the original was eventually made available to DOS, etc. It's really quite tied to the Macintosh. Like you would think from the outside that it was, um, exclusive to the Mac. It was kind of, um, I mean, in my head, I like logically would figure that it was not exclusive to the Mac, but you're right that it's, I'm so heavily associating that game with, uh, with the Mac that, uh, I just, my mind just figures that it allegedly might have been exclusive to it. It makes sense. <laughs> Those were my only experiences at school. They had the Macs and my friend had the Mac. And my dad, I would have thought if it was available for PC, he would have brought it home. But maybe I just didn't fluke into getting that one. So what yeah. do you think it is about this game, like the actual game itself? Like, uh, what is it that makes it so fun to play, even though it's like, you know, actually trying to teach us stuff to kids in school who really don't usually want to be learning things? Well, well, well at least in my opinion, it doesn't. It really doesn't feel like 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 you're being taught. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like 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 it's yeah. trying to teach you something. It it 
it really feels like you you did this you you know you you cracked it you solved something and uh that's a very tricky thing to you know to pull off and i think the developers at broderbund really like seriously hats off to them it really feels whenever you whenever you log on and you and and, and you fire up carmen san diego it, it it really feels like you are a detective rather than a student and i know that sounds so simplistic mm-hmm. and cheesy but it's so true like it 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 really does feel like you're you are achieving something in the game not because you have uh quick fingers on the gamepad or because you've memorized the routine it it really does feel like you've achieved it because you're a smarty pants <laughs> yeah you feel like you have to work for every mystery that you solve and every clue that you figure out because they're not even offering you a clue outright they're they're making a clue out of puns and you have to not only figure it out but you have to think about it to figure it out that's right yeah absolutely uh, yeah. Uh, mark you hit, you hit the nail on the head it's i think it is again because they they snuck it in there it really it, uh, edu- once edutainment really seemed to have gotten popular i, I would i would just loosely guess very very early 90s it, it became marketed towards the fact that it was edutainment if that makes sense it was yeah, like yeah. as a kid it was so blat- it was so blatantly aimed at me as a child that i, I knew there was they were up to no good <laughs> there was some trickery going on yeah yeah, this, yeah, yeah. there's no way like ad- these adults wanted me to play a video game that bloody bad what am i gonna learn whereas carmen kind of got in there at a time before that edutainment thing took off um kind of as we alluded to with gold rush <laughs> <laughs> third time we got it in this episode um <laughs> <laughs> where uh, they were able to you know beat the the wave of of oncoming edutainment so we didn't really know that they had you know uh, it's like giving a, a dog medicine wrapped in a piece of <laughs> hot dog. You know, they yeah, really just yeah. snuck it in there on us. And, and I mean, that's yeah. a part of the reason why it did so well. Being able to market to schools just opened up a whole new avenue of revenue income for the company to make all these expansions and do more with the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of really want to see now like an epic rap battle between Carmen San Diego and Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> man, am I so glad Carmen, that I definitely. got to grow up with uh, Carmen San Diego instead of Dora? Oh boy! Yes. <laughs> I think you know. I, there's there's a sometimes a negative stigma attached to that term edutainment, right? Like it. Oh, yeah. edutainment's not real video games. You know, it's, it's, nobody takes it seriously. But um, you know, you can just 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 imagine. The impact that the Carmen San Diego IP left on the video game world, and it's it's sort of proof that you can make a really engaging video game, and probably even one with a good story, which is what we're trying to do with Chinatown, and you know, and 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 walk away from the game being a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter than when you first started. And I think that's a lovely thought, isn't it? That mm-hmm. video games can do can do a public service. Not not in a not in a rote learning uh, um, education system kind of way, but more like you know because because you wanted to walk away a little bit smarter. I, I think what it was for me, uh, I get the feeling, and you know, I, I have no way of actually verifying this uh, without the developers here, but it really did feel more like um, they were designing a game, and uh, you know, thought of cool ways that it could also be educational as well. Uh, compared to where a lot of edutainment is more just sort of like, we need to teach kids something. Kids like games. 
let's do this. And, uh, you know, it, yeah. it, the emphasis is right. more on the let's try to make them learn as opposed to let's try to make them have fun and also learn. It's true because I came yeah. away from this game not thinking, wow, I sure learned a lot of stuff. I came away thinking that I had had some fun and accomplished some stuff and yeah. that I needed mm -hmm. to learn yep. more stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I'll do you one better. I came away from the game not learning anything. <laughs> That's a skill, Rick. <laughs> That's actually difficult feat to pull off there. Well done. I came out of it learning my friend was a lot smarter than I am when it came to geography. Yes, and hiding almanacs from her <laughs> exactly. other friends. What's I, in that drawer? Nothing. I did learn how to find those like middle pages of the almanac that have all the flags. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. love that part of the almanac. I love flags. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, that you had uh, brought up earlier when you uh, asked us, did we know of any other games that, that had us look outside of, um, outside of the game? And I, I, I still can't think of any. And it makes me... I, I didn't realize how much I missed that, I think, until you, until you brought it up. It, it, certain games, which first of all is, makes me even more excited for Chinatown uh, Detective because you know, the fact that you're going to be implementing some of that is, is really exciting now that I realize there's like a gaping void in that in games. And of course, I'm sure there's, there's some out there that we're not thinking of and maybe somebody listening is like yelling back at the radio the name of a game right now. I hear you calm down. Um, <laughs> but it, it makes me very excited for Chinatown. But furthermore, the more I think about it, it, it games get close. Like, you know, there's like the Laura Bow games or, or even the Infocom games where at least you, you engage in the sense of like picking up a piece of paper and, and with Infocom, maybe, you know, drawing out the map before you're walking or with Laura Bow writing down, you know, bits of conversation you heard from suspects. Yeah. But it, that's, that's still within the game, even though you're externally writing and taking notes, which I, I do really like. You know, it's, again, it's still within the game. So. That does seem to be a need for going outside the game, but that isn't implemented in yet another Carmen Sandiego, you know, style game. You know, it, and I mean mostly aesthetically, like a, another game with a woman in, in a fedora and, and a trench coat being the game that delivers that. I, I wouldn't even give it a chance. Like I need, I need a fresh take on that, um, which I think your game's going to deliver because it's, you know, it's a totally fresh. You know, you don't feel like you just opened up a clone or a ripoff of Carmen Sandiego mm -hmm. when you open up Chinatown, not by any means. Um, but then to still get that mechanic of like, cool, I get to do a little, you know, outside the cuff, you know, work every now and then. That's, it makes me really excited for that, genuinely. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks. Especially adding like a storyline, like just sort of as the uh, connecting yeah. through line, uh, I think really adds a lot to it. Which is, I think really, um, I, I think it's something that will really, um, you know, elevate the game more than just being like carbon san diego you know it's it's not just uh yeah. a copy of carbon san diego it is a point and click adventure game which has elements of right so and it's got yeah. that story which i think is like the one thing that yeah. really kind of lacks from carbon san diego is that they never really had anything other than find this person find this person find this person there's yeah. no real through yeah. line so it, i am really yeah. excited to see it finally have like a story that you can follow on top of the um, the uh, the puzzle mechanics from Carmen Sandiego. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think you guys brought up an important point. It's that a lot of the people who grew up playing Carmen Sandiego, i.e., us, <laughs> have grown up. You know what I mean? We 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 now consume uh, content and 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 uh, and art that's a little bit more um, complex, deep. So you're right, uh, Paul, in saying that if if another Carmen Sandiego brand new updated graphics came out today, 
yeah, you'd probably check it out, but it really wouldn't have that same pull because mm-hmm. as someone who's, who's right. seen so many more, so much, who's experienced so much more art and film and music, you're probably craving something of a deeper experience. And I think that's what Chinatown will do. And, and, and thank you so much to the developers of Broderbund for starting this journey. We <laughs> feel like we are continu- continuing that journey for the audience who have grown up on Carmen San Diego. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Chinatown Detective Agency does have that hard edge. You know, it, it's not exactly a, a, a kid friendly game. It, it really does. It's yeah. grown up with us. I really like how you put that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, I think one of the most exciting things is, is, you know, knowing that you were influenced by Carmen San Diego and having played Carmen San Diego, only then can you see traces of Carmen San Diego in the game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I mean that as a compliment. Like, yeah. it's the, the, no part of me looked at Chinatown was like, oh, this is sort of like yeah, Carmen San point. Diego, but it's, you know, cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I kind of had to know that that came from you, from your background, and also I had to know Carmen to look to the game and be like, okay, I can see some influence yeah. here, yeah. subtle influence. And, and so that was quite masterfully pulled off because, you know, as you said, we've grown up, our tastes have matured, sort of. That <laughs> uh, might be self-serving for me to say. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but it's it's nice to, to not have to, you know, in other words, I basically, I don't really want to play another Carmen Sandiego game, but I do want some of the, the positive aspects of her mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, well played. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of interesting to see, like, uh, just as, like, uh, um, even if just by speculation, I wonder if if people who play Chinatown Detective Agency who don't know that it was inspired by Carmen Sandiego would even make that connection uh, just by playing mm-hmm. it because it is just kind of um, you know it, it's just kind of buried in the mechanics there. It's it's not necessarily um, you know it, it's not obtusely based on Carmen Sandiego. So it's like that's like its right. main identity. That's right. That's right. And, and in fact. Uh, a lot of people, and and by the way, a vast majority of the people that we interact with, um, were too young to have played the Carmen Sandiego game, so they have, they don't really know about that connection. For mm-hmm. them, they just see it as a really nice looking point and click adventure, and that's a good start, because mm-hmm. that, because that kind of alleviates us from some of the pressure of, oh, I hope it delivers on that same awesomeness that I experienced as a 90s kid, because that's a really tall <laughs> order. <laughs> but it does bring you back you know with the dial pad on the side and and the, just the whole screen setup oh, yeah. it really does pay homage in in such a comforting way that that's not copying it's improving on it and bringing it up to the modern age you know that's something i also wanted to bring up um that's really cool about carmen san diego a really nice uh user interface right like so simple mm-hmm. so easy mm-hmm. never changes uh, from 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 a game design perspective, it's it, it, it's really such a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. Like the way the graphical user interface is presented to you, the entire game, like it just doesn't. It never leaves the screen. It, everything you need is in the screen, and I think that's a really great achievement from the development team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it reminds me, it's it's. I, I, again, knowing it was ported to other systems, it has a very Macintosh in that era look to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, what, there was uh, there was two, uh, a few other games, I believe, um, Shadowgate and Eric the Unready, mm. um, that also had this just very very clean, almost kind of compact, uh, you know, uh, Swiss Army knife sort of vibe, where everything that was happening 
you know, was right there where you needed it, organized into the perfect little boxes and, and you know, placed on the screen with care and, and such. Oh, uh, yes, I guess in that way, it's sort of similar to something like Spellcasting 101. Everything was on the screen, everything you needed to see, as well as everything you needed to say was also available on the screen. It's just the options made it seem quite complicated because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, Spellcasting, I can't think of the developer's name. They also done Callahan's Callahan Cross Time Saloon and, and Eric the Unready. Them and uh, mm-hmm. Mac Venture was a uh, people behind Shadowgate. Yeah, they all had that similar uh, look to, to Carmen San Diego. Right, where, yeah, Legend where, uh, Entertainment. It was uh, Steve Mertzke there. He uh, He's the one that did those ones up. Oh, nice. All oh, right. I just Googled uh, it. It, it. Yeah, 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 it looks very nice. It looks very well designed. Yeah, he's a hell of a talented guy. It's very pretty game, and, and there's lots of very pretty girls. <laughs> All right, so just to wrap things up, any final thoughts on Carmen Sandiego? I'll take that as a no, then. <laughs> Surprisingly not. Yeah. We did talk quite extensively about it, so I guess there's not much left to say. It's, well. It turns out 35 minutes is exactly the amount of time it takes to say everything there is to say about it. We went well over 35, so... Uh. Yeah, that's pretty good. If you, if you haven't good. bought okay, the Rockapella right. album, now is the time. There's a soundtrack, you know, some beautiful music. <laughs> Go do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming back on our show again this week, Mark. It was a great pleasure to have you, as always. Uh, yes. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you guys so much. It was a really cool conversation. Mm-hmm. You're you're always welcome back anytime you'd like to uh, talk about mm-hmm. uh, any updates on your project or any other uh, classic games that you'd like to talk with us. We sometimes know some of them. And of course, when your game is ready to go, I'd love to have you back on and, and talk more about some of the other places and locations you have and, and all of your ideas coming to fruition, you know, getting you ported onto the, the Switch mm-hmm. or all of that. I'm super excited for. Oh, definitely, for sure. And and, and maybe one day um, in the uh, not too distant future, uh, if you guys will have me back, I would love to talk about Gold Rush. Never played the game, but you guys seem to really like it. Oh, yes. That would be great. I'd love that. <laughs> if you can, uh, yeah, if, if you play it, we'll have you on and talk about it. You can uh, you can take my spot in the show. <laughs> I was just thinking it means you Oh, no, you don't. You're not slipping out yeah, that easy. You still got to finish it, Rick. <laughs> Everyone's already heard everything I need to say about that game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's hear about what you, dear listeners, have to say about Carmen San Diego. So uh, get in touch with us. We're on Facebook. We have a page. We have a group, uh, Classic Gamers Guild. Come find us. We're on Twitter at the CG Guild. We are sometimes on Instagram at CGG Podcast. And we have an email address for people who uh, like to go about it that way. If you want to send me private hate mail, go right ahead. Bring it on. I dare you. Um Mail at classicgamersguild.com. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, we are on Patreon. And speaking of which, thank you all so much to our Patreon supporters, and especially to the supporters in the extra special thanks tier, namely Jay Holmes and Jeffrey Couch. Much appreciated. And uh, this, of course, thanks again to all of you, dear listeners, for tuning in. So thanks for stroking <laughs> my ego. And uh, again, thank you very much, Mark, for uh, for coming joining us again. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you, Paul and Anna. Cl- uh, any final words? At some point during the show, I done a wee in a cup. You'll have to listen back to guess when that was. <laughs> Don't do a murder. <laughs> <laughs>